Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a pleasure it is to have you join us for the broadcast today, and what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Today we'll be going into a new chapter in our study of 2 Corinthians. We'll be leaving chapter 4 and walking into chapter number 5, and I'm looking forward to getting into this very packed, very uh, doctrinal, uh, very insightful chapter of the Bible. It's amazing how there are similarities, but yet how different 2 Corinthians is from 1 Corinthians, and I loved our study in 1 Corinthians, but I'm enjoying the truth that we're getting here in 2 Corinthians from chapter 4 into chapter 5, and we spent, let's see, we spent about 15 or so almost I think Bible study is in the fourth chapter, and so we'll see how long it takes to get through chapter 5. If you've missed any of those prior Bible studies, then you can find them all via the podcast, and our podcast is available wherever podcasts are found. Just go to iTunes or Spotify, wherever you find your podcast. Type in Striving for Revival, and it's a free subscription. Just hit subscribe, and you'll have access to all of these Bible studies that we have done, and we've done Bible studies throughout the New Testament. We've done many Old Testament uh, uh, Bible studies as well, and all of those are sitting there waiting for you on the podcast. Uh, Sometimes, I understand you might not catch us on the radio, but you'll always find us there striving for revival uh, via the podcast. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 ended with Paul looking ahead and what motivated him and what kept him in the ministry, what made him resolve he would not quit, was he understood that everything he faced down here was temporal. All the hardship, all the heartache, all of the uh, opposition, everything that Paul waded through down here as he walked with God would one day vanish away, and he had something far more exceedingly uh, precious waiting for him, an eternal weight of glory. So he said, it's our light affliction. It's but for a moment. Because of that, he said, we don't faint. Our outward man perishes every day, but that spiritual man on the inside is revived and stirred up and on fire, just seeing folks get saved. And Paul said, that's why we do it. And we do it for you. He told the Corinthians, he said, we understand that one of these days we'll present you with myself. He said, well, I'll stand there before the Lord. And he said, I'm going to be just uh, blessed beyond measure to say, Lord, these are yours. And uh, they were saved there in the city of Corinth. And he said, I press on because of that. He said, because listen, if I die, it might mean you live. And by that, he meant if I have to face persecution and pressure and peril for you to get saved, he said, I'll gladly do it. Paul was such a soul winner with a shepherd's heart, and he loved people, wanted to see him born again. Now, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul uh, states his hope of glory, and he labors to keep himself clear in mind and heart, a good conscience, and he talks about the ministry of reconciliation, of bringing those who are separated from God back to God via the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's begin reading these Bible verses and see what the Bible has to say. For we know that if our earthly house, now right out of the gate, we have to understand, and it becomes more clear as you read more into the chapter, the context of the verse, but as we read it, Paul is not talking about a physical house. 
a literal house, a house with a chimney and a bedroom and a spare room and a restroom and a kitchen. He's not talking about a house that we live in. He is speaking from the perspective of a soul that inhabits a body made of clay. And he is saying, we know, and I like that. Paul understood he's not the man that you see on the outside. He's the man you don't see that's on the inside. He is that soul that will live somewhere forever. And by the way, that's what you and I are. We're a soul. We don't look at a car and say, wow, what a beautiful car, and then say, I wonder how it's going down the road. We understand that car has a driver. Same thing's true with our body. Inside of this body, this body's just a house. It's a tabernacle, is our soul. And that's what matters. The soul will live on long after the body is gone. For we know that if I our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved. He's saying now if our body dies and decays and goes back to the dust, if it were dissolved, we have a building of God. Think about it. And house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. You know that song, I'll have a new body, praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Well, Paul's looking ahead to that day when he knows that if his body were to see death here, he's got a glorified body, a spiritual body, waiting for him on the other side. And he references his earthly house. He calls it this tabernacle. And I told you he's referencing the euphemism, an analogy to the physical body. He says if it's dissolved or destroyed, if it dies, he said we have a body waiting for us in heaven that is not physical. It's made without hands. It is spiritual and it is eternal. If we took our Bible, we could go back to 1 Corinthians 15. Verse 44 through verse 45, talk about that. Talks about how this mortal must put on immortality and this uh, temporal must put on uh, that which is eternal, right? This corruptible put on incorruptible. And then should be brought to pass a saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. I mean, we're sown in weakness and we're raised in power. And there is a, a sweet play on words here. Paul said this tabernacle is just a tent. A tabernacle is something that is temporal. A tabernacle is something that's not very ornate. A tabernacle would be something that's not uh, super sturdy or reliable. It is simply put up knowing that it is going to be put up for a little while and then it's going to be taken down. That's what our body is. The body that you and I live in is not eternal. Now, in our world today, people spend a lot of time on their bodies and it's a big business. You see that with celebrities. They, they're so worried about Botox and they get their lips bigger than inner tubes. You know what I mean? They can't even, uh, they can't even eat unless it's through a straw. And they... Uh, Botox their face to where they can't, <laughs> if they smile, I mean, it looks like their face is going to crack apart like a puzzle, you know, just pieces everywhere. And uh, the plastic surgery where you saw somebody last month, then see them this month, and you don't even have know who they are. I mean, their eyebrows move two inches up their forehead. They got to comb their eyebrows with the rest of their hair now that's so high up on their face. And uh, their their nose used to be a uh, normal size, and now it looks like a, it, it, it looks like a, a tube of chapstick running down between their eyes or something. I mean, just crazy. People are worried about their bodies. I see all these different drugs being sold. I mean, you can call it what you want to. Drug, not, these drug dealers are off the street. Now they're on social media. If you'll join this program and just, I promise you, it's not a pyramid. It's just shaped like an upside down uh, anyway, triangle. Uh, and it's not a pyramid scheme. They'll just get in here on the ground level. Then you get some more folks under you. And next thing you know, anyhow, and they say, if you take this, you'll, you'll lose weight. 
Well, maybe if you didn't eat an extra brownie every time you had a meal, you'd lose weight. But they say if you eat this, and there was word about their body, this will be helpful for your heart, or this is helpful for your blood, or this is helpful for your brain, or whatever it is, you know. And there's miracle drugs, and everybody's digging up a root over here and giving you a pile of dirt over there to swallow every every night with uh, some spring water. I mean, just crazy. Now, I mean, we have a you drive around our town, and there's health clubs everywhere. And I'm not against that. People walk all over the place, and they're exercising, riding their bikes. And that's good. We ought to be healthy, but we try to doll up this body that is dying. And you can put paint on it, but man, I tell you, it's still corrupt and it's still decaying. And one of these days, it's going to dissolve. But the good news for the child of God is, hallelujah, this world is not our home and this body is not our forever home either. You see those shows on TV, I'm shopping for my forever home. Well, the body you're living in now is not. So, ma'am, as you look in the mirror and you get a little discouraged, hey, encourage yourself. You're going to get something else down the road. Sir, same thing for you. There's a new body coming on the way and by the way that new body is going to be a body made like under the lord jesus christ where we won't have any wrinkles amen that's a good place to shout won't have any pain won't be any disease in that body there's a lot of things that don't resurrect amen cancer doesn't resurrect and diabetes doesn't resurrect and dementia doesn't resurrect i mean that uh, uh but that bum knee doesn't resurrect that bad back doesn't resurrect that dim eyesight doesn't resurrect those ears dull of hearing they don't resurrect everything will be made right that sin has made wrong and thank god paul told us about it we have another building one not made of hands it's a building of God. And I like the word. It doesn't say tabernacle. Now it says building. A building is permanent. A building is sturdy. A building is strong. You don't erect a building with the thought, one day I'll tear the building down. You erect the building saying it's going to be there. It's going to stay. And he's contrasting our physical body to our spiritual body our physical body is dying and decaying and one day it shall return to the dust it is corrupted by sin thus it will corrupt but our physical body our rather our spiritual body is likened unto a building it's permanent it's an edifice it's a grand beautiful structure that spiritual body awaits for us in heaven and it's eternal, the Bible says. One of these days, we'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, have a new life. Well, that's verse number one of chapter number five. We'll continue in this chapter next broadcast. Until then, pray with me for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.